Go All right, folks, deep. welcome back welcome to GD back Go to GD Podcast, GD or like I podcast. always like to say, you the world-famous most GD. Forms of social so media. before we get the Facebook, show started today, I just want to give you guys a friendly reminder, and also to reach out to the balls. cast, There's no Geo Big Show, Smooth Lord Fawn, I know it sounds Motorsports funny, Motorsports Mofo, but the product is real, it gets right Big close to your beanbag, keeps it clean, it doesn't skin you, nobody wants a skin beanbag, right? So if you want to, if you're not nice and shiny to that lady friend, and or that other friend or whatever your 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 deal is just simply go to smoothmyballs.com forward slash go deep and find the trimmer of your dreams and i know that sounds weird the trimmer of your dreams and when you get to checkout all one word put in the word go deep and get yourself a 15 percent discount nobody likes to pay full price so why would you right with that being said we also have the t- uh, the teespring.com store i think it's called spring now but i'm not positive look in the link for at podbean or you can come to our Twitter account and you can look at GDP and you can see the link right in the profile. We have shirts. We have a mask. Um, we'll probably have yoga pants down the line there for MoFo because I know how much he's missing them since we uh, got rid of the last line. And they were hot sellers. It was kind of weird. Anyways, we would like to thank you for your support. We are on most forms of social media. Reach out if you feel like it. And with that being said, we are going to introduce our guest. So today's guest, we have Alan Smithy on the show. How are you, pal? Yo, yo, yo. Back at it, boy. <laughs> Oh, wow. Buddy, I am so happy to be back. And listen, so three car, the, the three-card title for Astro Moon segment is perfect. It's a uh, chef's kiss, so got to love that. Okay. And, yeah, Mofo, I, I, I miss his presence. I know he's out burning rubber and getting smoked on the track somewhere. Yeah. He's a sucker for punishment, but my, my spirit is with him unconditionally as he's out there losing <laughs> constantly constantly on the track i don't i don't know if he's gonna listen to this one but i'm pretty sure if he does he'll be upset to know that we know that he his uh i don't know what he calls his uh pickup truck it's like a a a little racing pickup truck it got smoked by a a hyundai elantra so i don't know how he feels about that i don't know what he calls that thing again there uh, you can you can make fun of mofo a little bit but i i try not to make fun of the truck itself because i know there's a line there and i don't want to cross that line with him because i don't want him to hulk out on me okay and just run over me someday with the truck so i don't mind making fun of mofo <laughs> but i will i just won't make fun of the i'll make fun of the truck losing okay but i won't make fun of the truck itself you're just Even afraid you, he'll, I, I, you're just afraid he'll take apart your jeep eh i will just you know i will <laughs> just say this and i said this earlier that uh the the your, your the other guests will be introducing and i had a 2000 Dodge Neon that would smoke that truck from a standstill any day. Oh, wow. 2000 Dodge Neon. Okay. Bank on it. I mean, as long as the wires aren't wet and it's not a rainy day, you should be okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> that car was solid, man. That was a solid car. Where's Mofo when we need him? It's definitely a dry weather car, no doubt. <laughs> also, <laughs> on this show is uh, a new guest. We have someone on the show that's a professional, or an expert rather, in the field in which we're going to talk today. So without a further ado, we'd like to welcome Annie to the show. How are you, Annie? Fine, and you? I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm, I'm excited to have you. So in case everybody's wondering, what is Annie an expert at? Annie is a law clerk for 26 years, and I believe it was in matrimony. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Separation, cohabs, and divorces. So as you all can probably kind of gather, we're going the direction of divorces and 
and let me get this straight this is a little unorthodox for us even though we like to talk shit about like conspiracy theories and all sorts of different weird stuff like skin ranch which will come down the pipe eventually but uh yeah we're gonna go down this pipe this this pipe of uh divorce and um you know because a lot of people i think during this pandemic has uh had to deal with this this is something that's probably increased just like the uh, real estate you know what i mean Yes, it, it's um, it's definitely tested a lot of marriages out there and uh, partnerships, um, and we're finding that uh, you've uh, discovered who you actually are married to during the last eighteen months. So it's it's been quite interesting talking to clients as they come in. No doubt. So I'm guessing when people come through the door, what is the advice that you and maybe the lawyer give these people before they proceed? Um, when we do our initial consult we usually typically during COVID it's either video or telephone and um, we just get a bit of background information on as to how they're feeling right now how how they um, have been living uh, the past little while whether they are separated within the same household um, and if so if it is um, uh, livable conditions you have to be concerned about the children so much that um, you know you we always want to ensure that um, the safety and the, the well-being of the children as well as the spouse that's coming to us is um, taken care of first and foremost. And then you have to weed through any um, mental health issues that may be going on. Someone may have lost a job, um, yeah. you know, or there may have been a death in the family, or they may have had to take in a member of their family, like a mother-in-law or uh, so forth because of the economy and, um, you know, uh, with the scare of things that are happening in, in um, senior residences, I'm sure a lot of people have decided to keep their extended family closer to them. Definitely. So we're seeing a lot of, a lot of stresses that you don't typically see. And it is really wearing on a family that has to bring in two incomes and raise to 2.5 children. Yeah. Um, you know, um, when a lot of people are paycheck to paycheck, it oh, yeah. really it really stresses people out uh, when you lose that one source of income. So um, initially, we, it's just basically a get to know you. And it's very, very important. And if anybody's out there listening, uh, very important to make sure that you're matched up properly with the right lawyer. Um, our style of law is uh, settlement. Yeah. And um, if you can't mediate, go to a mediator then we'll help you through the divorce process. Okay. Now, a lot of people say, well, why don't you just go straight to mediation if you're separating? Well, you need both parties that are willing yeah. to mediate. And if you're at the stage right now where you're so angry at your spouse, you, you can't even be in the same room with them, you're not going to be successful in mediation. No, I know? feel like that'll be dragged out. Yeah, yeah. So... um I mean, it's, uh, the initial consult is very important. Um, it's great to get people who have had wonderful experiences with their lawyers to refer them to their lawyer. But then again, it's a personality thing, too, when you, when you meet up with a lawyer. You may not be in that uh, mindset. You may just want to litigate because the guy's an SOB or she's an SOB. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you just sort of have to, to feel out the, the appreciate uh, client-lawyer um, relationship. Okay. Because you have to keep in mind, you're going to be uh, with that lawyer for a couple of years. This doesn't end in six months. Yeah, no kidding. This is uh, this is a long yeah. laundry list of fun that's coming down the pipe. Yes. 
Yes, and you're going to come up against issues that uh, you probably didn't even realize you had. Yep. Uh, we got quite a few people that have uh, done their own separation agreements. They got it off the internet, and yep. they're one-page things. Um, we we warn against that sort of thing. It's the same thing as doing your own will. You 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 get stuff off the internet, or you go into uh, a local stationery shop and you buy the fill-in-the-blank will. Well, that's not necessarily legal. Yeah. We can get it. We can get into that in another podcast because we do a lot of estate work okay. as well. Yeah. Um. So, you, you know, you really have to do your research, uh, and uh, you can go to the Law Society of Ontario website, and uh, there's a lawyer referral service to fi- help find you the appropriate lawyer for what you actually need. Okay. So here's a question there for you, Annie. I've got a friend. I know, believe it or not, I know it's hard to believe I have a friend. But uh, I have a friend, and he's... You, you, have, many fr- you have many, many friends. This is, right? this is true, <laughs> Alan. I appreciate some that. Some of them are jackasses. Yeah. I mean, most of them might be, but I mean, that's okay. That's the, yeah. you know, if the shoe fits, yeah. I like them to wear it. So anyways, <laughs> I have a friend, and he's just going through this whole process now. So he hasn't seen the lawyer. Uh, they've separated. They've... Uh, they, oh, okay, so first of all, they lived together for a year after they've decided they were going to separate. And now yeah. they filled out a separation agreement because the mortgage companies required them to do a separation agreement. Right. And it was a couple right. pages long because they got across their T's and dot their I's. And now they've mm-hmm. both gotten to their own um, households. So first question is, how long do they have to be separated for? Does the time inside the house count as separation or do they have to wait for the time from the separation agreement? Or do they have to wait for the time they've actually changed their uh, residence and then wait a year? Well, you see, we're going to get into a few different areas here. Um, To be legally separated uh, in order to get a divorce, that's a year. Okay. You can be legally separated living in the same house. You can be legally separated in the same bedroom if you're sleeping in separate beds. Yeah. Um, And how there's there's always a test to ascertain... Because one person will say, oh, we separated last April when I kicked him out of the bedroom. And he's like, uh, hello, we had sex uh, six weeks ago. We didn't separate in April. <laughs> so you need to... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to swear. Uh, yeah, these, are the, these are the type of questions that we, we ask our clients. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you hold yourself out to the family as being separated? Or were you, did you say you just wanted to keep it under wraps? Let's, let's not tell anybody just yet. Yeah. See, there's there's certain thresholds that you have to pass in order to um, be separated. Okay. And um, if you if you you know um, have uh, mentioned you you called your mom up and said, okay, uh, Joel Blow and I finally separated, and she says, oh, you finally got rid of that bastard. Um, you know, she, you've you've told the family, you've yeah. told it out there that you're you're separated, and have you discussed it with your spouse? Oh yeah, you know, I guess that's the important part right know. there. <laughs> yes, yes. So, and you, this can take uh, quite a bit. It can cost you a lot of money if you can't agree on the date of separation. You wouldn't be surprised how many people don't agree on the date of separation. Oh man, it, I don't know why it, people would fight over that. Be like, okay, whatever, just as long as it goes yeah, through. Yeah, you know, we're we're the type of firm that just wants people to move on with their lives. Yes. Make sure everything is equitable. It's fair because if you have a child. Um, at some point, when you decided to get married, you actually loved that person, or you thought you loved that person. Absolutely. And then you had a, 
And then you had a child together and then things, you know, you may not agree on finances or how to raise the kid and then something happens and you separate. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean that's the end of that relationship. No. You are going to be part of that person's life for another 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. So just because you divorced them and you have a child, um, you know, how are you going to be at the wedding if your child ever gets married? How are you going to be at graduation ceremonies? Are you going to be glaring and acting like a 12-year-old? Well, no. that's the thing you, you I know? think you need to do. You need to be able to be, you have to look at it from an objective position where you can like, okay, we don't need to be friends, but we need to be good co-parents. I think that's a very yes. important step. Yes. And, and something that came into play, if I can just um, bend your ear for a minute, is sure. um, back, it used to be more of an adversarial process who got custody and lawyers have always hated the word custody because that sets up winners and losers yep okay who won the child in the custody battle you know everybody has seen uh oh what was that movie in the war of the roses well that was property kramer versus kramer that was thank you that was a fantastic movie that showed the, you know, the problems with a divorce and a child. So you have to keep in mind. And what um, is very important to keep in mind is while you're battling your spouse for, you know, custody, yep. um, you have to, you have to remember that um, uh, the, the kids, they hear everything. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, one of the reasons the courts decided um, to do away with, custody. There's no longer a custody order. Okay. It is now, uh, as of March this past year, they want to get rid of the winners and losers, uh, idea. So it's called a parenting order now. Okay. And they want both, both parents to parent the child. Mom and dad are the best people typically aside from social services issues. Um, are, are the best people to raise the child. They know the child. The child knows them. They, they love each other. Yep. And, okay, so mom and dad have split up. Um, the best thing to do is have a co-parenting agreement or a parenting order that sets out, you know, um, access and everything, you know, and um, it makes life a lot easier if you get rid of that whole winners and losers thing. So I'm, I'm really pleased. And a lot of lawyers are very pleased that they got rid of this custody order. That um, does make and, a lot of sense. Terminology. Yes. Yes. They want it to make it a much, a. you know, they've always been fans of mediation, uh, for, for people to get through this thing because you don't want a judge to tell you how to raise your child. Yeah. So if you want to continue to fight, you're going to get a judge who doesn't know you from Adam. And it's just going to say, well, based on the evidence, I think mother or maybe father should have custody yeah. of the child. And that, that really leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Absolutely. So, so going to the terminology of parenting orders um, or a contact order, you know, uh, where their contact order covers, uh, you know, grandparents, aunts and uncles, anybody that normally would have access to the child or have a relationship with the child yeah. uh, continues to do so on both sides. Well, thankfully, because there Depending. was, there was problems before where like the mother or the father, I mean, I'm not biased mm-hmm. in this opinion where they would hold out from the, uh, the other parents so they wouldn't have any yep. access to the child. And that's completely unfair because that child needs the community. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a community to raise a child, right? Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. They need to have access to the full family. Yes. You know, you know, everybody's got a crazy uncle or, or yeah. grandpa that, you know, talks about the war and all that kind of stuff. But um, you, you really do need a lot of input and assistance and advice from family and friends when you're raising a child. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. So with, yeah. with this all being said, now I might be jumping a little early, but yeah, that's okay. I, my friend has made it known to me that I guess they've changed the law in terms of their expectations with the mediation. And then with not only just the mediation, but apparently they've changed the custody thing. So now with the custody thing, apparently even if the parents agree on 50-50, someone is still um, made to pay something. Is this correct? Absolutely. Now, that brings us to uh, the child support, the federal child support guidelines. Yes. They are mandatory. You cannot opt out of them unless there's an exceptional situation. Let's say, for example, mom and dad both have to work. Yep. They've racked up the credit cards. One of them is financially irresponsible. And um, so they, they separate. And the child is living primarily. Okay, I'm not going to use the, I'm going to try and refrain from using custody because 26 years of, of custody is in my brain. But, okay, uh, okay, fair enough. They separate. And. A child will live primarily with one or the other parent. In this scenario, let's say it's dad. Okay. Dad has the kid living with him because mom's a, an executive and she works killer hours or she's a doctor and she's working killer hours, you know, that type of thing. Yep. So he and she have agreed that the child will live primarily with the father. The person who does not have the child primarily must pay child support to the other. And that is strictly based on income. Okay, so let's uh, let's so change this up a, a little bit. Let's yeah. uh, let's look at uh, let's say the mother makes substantially yeah. more than the father. The mother tends yeah. to have, let's say, the child on a more predominant basis because the father, let's say, their work hours are out of their control for whatever reason. And yeah, or he, maybe he's a trade, and he it's it, he gets called in the middle of the night to fix a, a flood or a plumbing issue or something like that. How do you so think? Are, yeah, how would you think that that would apply in that case? Because that would be a different circumstance. Let's say the father takes it morning and night, but during the day he's obviously not able to have access because of his time of uh, of day or right. like his work. How do you think that would work in terms of the support, even if they're trying to do more of a fifty fifty, or is it close to fifty fifty yeah. as they can? Yeah. Well, what you do there is um, you try and stay out of court, or if you do go into court. You have it set out that okay, mom makes two hundred and fifty grand a year, dad makes a hundred grand a year, um, and uh, mom has the kid most of the time. So typically, under the child support guidelines, you would the father would still have to pay the the mother. What can happen is you can make an agreement um, that um, because of at this point in time, uh, the child is primarily with the mother because of the father's work schedule is too crazy to allow for it. So what you do is you have uh, an agreement that says as much time, it'll try and be as much as 50-50 as possible. Um, in the meantime, if it's not, the father can contribute a certain amount based on the child support guidelines still. Okay. Um, or you can opt out and say, you know, present it to the court and say, these are the reasons behind this. We're asking the court to recognize this as a temporary situation. In the future, it may change. And if it does, we will follow the child support guidelines. 
Okay. But it's an but let me tell you, it's an uphill battle. Really? It's an uphill battle if 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 the ex doesn't agree. Okay. If they're fighting and the ex says, No, I don't care, you still have to pay your your under the guidelines, then it's an uphill battle when you do go to court to try and explain this to a judge. Hmm. And you have to keep in mind the judge doesn't know you from Adam. No. Okay, they've got hundreds, thousands of cases on their caseload, and they just want to get to the next case, and they want to try and get you to resolve your issues before you even get to the court. Which makes so sense. So if you end up in the court, you may get a cranky judge. Yeah. We just we just had one the other uh, last week where um, I have to I have to be fully and honest with everybody. Not every judge graduates at the top of their class. Well, that makes sense. You've got good judges. <laughs> You've got good judges, and you've got judges that um, obviously do not care. Okay. And um, that's another reason you want to try and settle it outside of court. The courts are so backlogged now, especially with COVID. Yeah. It's insane. We have not seen it this bad ever. You can only so, imagine um, how insane it's gotten with all that uh, backage. Yes. 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 And now it's even worse. So, um, unfortunately... The child support guidelines are have been put in place because it's a necessity. We have had so many clients over the years that have said, "I'm not paying my wife uh, 400 bucks a month just so she can go out and play bingo," you know that type of thing. Yeah. I, how do I how do I know my kid is getting the 400 bucks a month? Yeah. Well, the way we the way we explain it to our clients is that money is is part shelter, part food, part clothing part electricity, part Wi-Fi, internet, TV. So that $400, even though your ex is benefiting from that, uh, you have to keep in mind that that $400 is actually being used for your child, even though you may not physically see it each time you visit the child. Yeah. Okay? You, you know, the kid's not coming out with, uh, you know, holes in their pants and stuff. If that is the case, then you have to uh, take the person to task. But... Um, the money is used for the child to, you know, lunch money, school money, you know, all this kind of stuff that you don't typically see when you visit your child. That makes sense. So, yeah. And, and also you have to keep in mind too, that when your child is uh, 17 or 18, uh, you have what's called extraordinary expenses. The extraordinary expenses are going to be, um, they're called, it's sex it's under the uh, uh, Family Law Act, Section 7 Expenses. Okay. And that, that uh, is an addition to child support. Oh, wow. Yes. So, for instance, let's just use the, the $400 scenario. Dad is paying to mom 400 bucks a month, and then mom says, oh, well, Junior needs orthodontics. He's going to need braces. Yeah. And if the... So what you do is uh, both parties, whoever has benefits, you try and run them through the benefits. And then you take, say, say the expenses are $2,000 yep. total for orthodontics and stuff. Benefits covers 1000 So you're left with 1000 Who's going to pay that for the child? I would, imu- I would imagine that would be split between both parties, no? It is on a pro rata share based, oh, on, the, based on the income. So if, if mom makes two hundred grand. Dad makes a hundred grand. Mom has to pay the percentage uh, less than or or more than 
the father. You just do it on a pro rata basis based okay. on the incomes. Okay. Um, so a lot of people um, get very upset over this because uh, money's money. Yep. And that's something tangible that is coming out of their paycheck every week. Yep. And sometimes they see the benefit of it and sometimes they don't. I think uh, a lot of people feel like it's, they don't see A lot of people it. have a problem with it. Yeah. yeah, they don't. And that's where the complaints come in. And that's where um, people ha- need to realize that, um, hey, it, your kid um, should come first. Uh, sometimes you don't have the best spouse. And um, so you're going to constantly have a battle over that. You know, is, is Johnny getting the right, uh, if he's, uh, you know, needs a specialty diet, you know, yeah. if he's allergic to peanuts or something, you're going to have to pay a little bit extra for certain things, you know. So that $400 is not going to go as far as it normally would. No, if especially. If the kids can drink regular cow's milk, right? Yeah, no, 100%. You probably see a yeah. lot of these different uh, cases come in day by day. And how many yeah. of them do you do you see them come in the door and you're like, oh, this one's going to be an expensive one? Um, yes, you can tell right away. You can tell by just the conversation that you have with the person, just getting to know them. Certain questions you ask, you know, um, how do you feel about your spouse? Uh, when did it start going south? Uh, you know, and if they start turning nasty uh, immediately, you know, this is going to be a fight. Oh, geez. And, and you just say, okay, well, my retainer is this amount. This is how much I pay per hour. If you would prefer to pay me rather than a therapist right now because you're so angry, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But I really think that maybe you do need to go to therapy and maybe your child as well if your, your other partner um, agrees with it. I mean, we try to um, ascertain the entire family situation when we take on a case and we want the best for our client. We want the best for the child yeah. and we want everybody to try and be on as friendly terms as possible when they leave your office and settle the, the case. 100%. I think that'd be the worst thing. I mean, I mean, obviously the kids should be number one. <clears throat> so I'm going to change the scenario for you just, just for shits and giggles. Cause I'm sure people are like, well, my situation is kind of like this, but it's kind of, it was like this. So let's say all of that stuff being in effect, let's say the father makes more, the mother makes less. Um, mm-hmm. They're gonna go. They they separated. And now they're you know they're trying to work on their best terms. But let's say that something uh, malicious happened in the marriage that obviously yeah. caused this. Now, does this mm-hmm. change the outcome of the child responsibility at all, or is it considered no fault? We got rid of the blame game a while ago. Um, when you um, are applying for your divorce, you can, um, most people do it on um, either a joint divorce or basically based on separation. There is the odd case where there's severe abuse. Okay. We don't like, you know, we don't like uh, that sort of thing to have to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, but there is the, the checkbox to say you're divorcing because of abuse. We prefer to not... Um, we prefer to do it on separation. Uh, we have had cases where there has been neglect and abuse. Yeah. Children's society, the Children's Aid Society, or the um, the Native Society has come in and they've done. You know, uh, they're involved with the family. Um, we're talking about severe drug and alcohol abuse, or sexual or mental abuse for children. Oh wow! Um, and and uh, there's um, uh, the courts use what's called the Office of the Children Lawyer children's lawyer okay and they are an independent body that will interview the child and make recommendations on 
who should parent the child. Okay. Um, we've had situations where it's gone to the father for certain reasons. The mother was not capable um, or the, the reverse. But what we try to do is try and get it all resolved before the actual divorce happens. Okay. Uh, you, what you do is you start an application with the court, application for divorce, claim your divorce and all your parenting rights and everything like that. And the process is you meet for what's called a case conference, and the judge tries to narrow the issues. And it's, this is a very informal setting. You're not robed. The lawyers aren't robed for this. They want people to feel comfortable uh, and, and be able to uh, resolve as many of the issues as possible. Unfortunately, when you have some uh, cases where there's mental and physical abuse, not much is going to have to happen at that case conference. Okay. But that's where the judge will ascertain that and make the order for the children's lawyer to come in or children's aid. Um, and um, we try to guide our clients through the whole process as best we can. If there's a lot of trauma involved, then you really need to um, get them into some serious therapy as soon as possible. And it's, it's, it's a big job a lawyer has because they are, they are tasked to see if there's any possibility of reconciliation. Yeah. Um, or uh, if, they, if they feel the, the process is um, amicable enough, maybe we'll refer them to uh, a mediator. Uh, for certain issues, okay. um, and uh, you can go to a mediator just for custody issues if you're both in agreement on that. Yeah. Um, you know, you can narrow the issues uh, as much as possible or, or put everything on the table, like, uh, you know, who's going to get the house and the car and, you know, who's going to pay the debts and all this kind of stuff. Hmm. But, okay. um, yeah. So you made um, uh, well, reference well, to, always... sorry, go ahead. What was your, your, I sort of went on a tangent there. You sort of had a clear-cut question when I started talking about uh, child welfare. More I than think I you, you talked, <laughs> yeah, no, I think you, you, uh, you covered it, no, uh, no doubt. Okay, so here's another scenario for you. So you kind of touched on it lightly, and I think a lot of people, um, I don't think it's just male-centric, but I'm going to say it is as if it is male-centric. So you've mm -hmm. touched it how, you know, some judges might be um, grumpy and just not in the mood because they just want to mm -hmm. go through the caseload. How much would mm -hmm. you say that happens over not? Would you say that's a very uh, often account, especially right now with them trying to get through all the backlogs? Or is this something that's just more like glor uh, glorified through like media and like different uh, movies and such? I would equate it to the same as um, sometimes you don't like your family doctor and you need to get a new family doctor. You okay. know? Yeah. Not not all the judges are mean and grumpy and uncaring and cold. I would say 95% of them really do um, care and want to see the best for the children um, and the best outcome for both parties and to leave on a, a more of a happy note rather than being such a negative process. Yeah. So um, we, I personally, the, I've been doing this for 26 years there's only two judges. Oh wow! I won't name them. I won't <laughs> name them. But one, they one they just um, have had signing uh, divorce, uncontested divorce orders, so you can see why they didn't want him on the front lines. Oh jeez. Um, and this one, I would equate to the same situation. He doesn't. He does not have a personality that uh, is desirable. And you know what? After after we had our um, our um, hearing on this particular case with this cranky uh, judge. Um, you know, we talked to the client who was very disappointed 
of course, because uh, we, we made absolutely no headway on a case conference. Yeah. Um, uh, we, you know, we explained it all to her, the process and everything. And she was very understanding. But at the same time, um, this is her time and her money. Yes. And I think, I think, you know, some people lose sight of that. These are hardworking people who don't, who have gone from 100% income to down to 50% family income yep. because they've separated. And they don't have, they don't have um, the ability to be wasting money on no. lawyers and, and judges who don't want to move things forward. That's always a so concern, I think, for a lot of people. It's scary. It, you know, you feel terrible about it, but at the same time, we still have to bill her, you know? Yeah, I could see that uh, coming down the pipe. And that's uh, oh. it's not a cheap bill. It's not like going to the local Walmart and buying groceries for the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I always warn people. I always warn people when they're you know when they call they cold call and they say, "Well, I need to know what he charges for a divorce and uh, you know what is his, his hourly rate." And I said, "Well, do you want a good job or do you want uh, a quickie?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> you can't. It's not a just you can't just call up and say, "Well, what are your rates?" We yeah. need to know a bit more of the situation because it could be as cheap as $2,000 or as expensive as $200,000, depending. Yeah, it's, it's not like uh, calling someone of the night and basically being like, uh, can I stop over before you're closed? It's just a minute. I'll just <laughs> hand you the paperwork. <laughs> Here's my stamp of approval, if you will. That, that's a quickie, man. That's yeah. a quickie. So, okay, so we, we, we kind of nailed the judge, but I got one more question. Let's say we get that. Okay upset judge that just does has zero fucks doesn't care what you think wants to get you in and out and doesn't care if it's going to affect your bottom line down the line now is there a way to uh have another judge oversee it or are you kind of just stuck with whoever gets thrown in front of you oh that's wonderful you're stuck oh shit you are stuck until you get to the next phase which would be a um settlement conference and you get a different judge for that but up until that time, it could be an, another year. The yeah. courts are so backlogged that um, if you have an emergency motion, it's not uh, very unlikely that you'll get it heard the next day. Wow. Um, your your case conferences, they're booking now for January and February next year. That's so, the first first step. So, folks, you might as well wait it out. Just you see, the way, I, the way I like to say it uh, is um, a politician is not going to lose sleep over... Um, not giving money to the attorney general's office for family court and for state court, uh, they'll lose votes if um, in criminal court they don't have enough uh, judges or enough people and criminals start walking. Yeah. Because they they haven't had their chance to be in front of a judge within a certain period of time. Definitely. They have to throw these, these cases out. So um, politicians um, typically... We'll throw money at the, uh, the court system. Say, hey, we just invested two point five billion into the Ontario court system. Guess how much went to family law? Like five percent. Maybe a maybe a hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, it's 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 an overburdened system. That makes so, sense. Uh, yeah. So the way we like to head it off at the pass uh, at our office is we do residential real estate. People buy and sell homes. Yep. And we do estate work. So when we get a client in for um, buying and selling the first house, we talk to them a bit. We get to know them, their family situation. And then we say, oh, and I just, I did this um, a week and a half ago. 
we had uh, a young man buying his first house on his own. And he was so excited and so pleased with himself and everything. So we really made him feel good and, and everything like that. And I said, um, when I'm giving him his documents and stuff like that, I said, um, um, you know, tell me if I'm overstepping. But I said, do you have a partner? And he said, well, I do have someone. And I said, well, maybe uh, if, if you and this partner um, start spending time together and this partner starts sleeping over, I want you to come and see us for a cohabitation agreement. Okay. Because a lot of fight, fights um, come when uh, you have people who are living together and think that they're common law when they're not. Oh, they okay. think they have property rights. They think they have property rights. And they do not. Okay, so let, yeah, let me a, let me ask a, you this then. Now that you brought that up, um, yeah. <clears throat> so let's say this situation happens. That couple gets married, but only the one person's name is under the actual house deed, but they're both paying the mortgage. Yeah. How does that work out when it comes to divorce? Because I mean, I've heard a case well, where something like that happened, and um, the lady kind of got screwed out of it. If you, if I can put it so bluntly. There's a difference between common law and being married when you're talking about property rights. Okay. So married spouses, and this, this comes up a lot too. It's a good thing uh, we're actually talking today because um, we have uh, in our office, we do family, real estate, and estate work. And you wouldn't believe how they all tie in together. Because when we have someone coming in, um, on an estate, I'm just going to jump the gun here for just a second okay. and say, when we have people coming in for an estate, the parent died and left the money, uh, say they have two kids, 50-50. Well, kid number one is doing quite well and invests the, uh, the inheritance. Kid number two isn't doing quite as well and puts it down on the mortgage when he's married. Oh, years. Guess what happens to, guess what, guess what happens when they divorce? It's hers as well. That, the, the, the estate, uh, the, what he got from his parents' estate, is in the pot now oh, because shoot. he put it into the matrimonial home. Yeah, you know. So if he had put it into an investment, there would be a difference. Hmm. It wouldn't be in the pot. Only the interest that is earned from that capital investment. So we do a lot of uh, cross law advising to our clients whenever they come into our office for any reason at all. We say. Keep this in mind. Keep that in mind, you know. And um, when going back to um, what we were talking about, uh, there's a difference between living with someone and being married with someone. Yeah. Okay. Going back to property rights. Uh, if you're common law, when when do you think, I'm just putting this out here. Okay. When do you think you're common law? Uh, what do you think? I as, know. As, as a lay person. <laughs> as, uh, I mean... I believe, if I remember correctly, it used to be six months at the same residence, but I think that's changed, if I remember correctly. Okay. You're, par you're partially right. Um, under the Income Tax Act, you're common law after a year. Okay, after a year now. It used to be six months. Yeah. But under family law, you're not until three years. Oh, wow. So they did change it. They did an overhaul on both parts of it, eh? Yeah. If you've had a child... You're, you're, you're deemed common law the minute that child's born, okay? That if you've sense. been living together, you know. Um, so a lot of people get confused with that. And they get confused when they're buying a home together and they're not married, 
right? Yep. Um, and also, the other situation you have to keep in mind is um, my young client who I was talking to, all excited about buying his new first home and all the rest of it, and I asked him about his partner. I said, if that partner starts staying over on weekends, well, just make sure that um, they understand that they're just staying for the weekend. Yes. Right? And if it turns into something more than that, then you need to come to us and get a cohabitation agreement to protect your investment. Absolutely. If that person, if the common law, uh, if they turn into common law and all this, and the, the partner wants to buy in to the house, yeah. that's perfectly fine. We can add that in as, a, as, a, as an addendum after the fact. If they want to put 20 grand a year in until they're up to 50% ownership with the uh, original person, that's perfectly fine. You can do all of this sort of thing. Yeah. But you, you really need to talk about things when you're getting together with someone because we see the other end of it day in and day out where people just fall in love. They think everything's hunky-dory and roses and, you know, and then one of them starts going down to Vegas uh, snorting coke and <laughs> doing stuff with her. Alan Smithy. She's got you nailed down there, bud. I thought it was Dubai, but you really changed your mind and left Dubai and came back to Vegas, eh? Dubai. The, the, here's the thing with Dubai and hookers. They like to keep it very quiet, and they don't want you to make any noise, but if you like the wrong thing happens, they cut your head off, man. That's just what happens over there. You don't Which ever... One? They take you... To, both. <laughs> both. They cut both They take you out to the desert, and they, you're never heard from again, so... Yeah, you know, in any event, I I digress, but thank you for bringing up Annie, all the hookers and the blow. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm just over here uh, on the side, just in awe of the, uh, just the knowledge that you are dispensing today. I wish we spin. could get like a, a guest who could talk about cars and auto racing and all that the way <laughs> Annie talks about the law. It's amazing. No kidding. Now, I have one more question there for you, Annie, before we wrap this bad boy up, because I'm sure I've racked your brain pretty hard today, or maybe not. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about the separation, or not the separation, sorry, we were talking about the new friend coming over and staying over and stuff. Yeah. Now, yeah. if they leave so much as a toothbrush on a regular basis, are you in trouble? I would advise against it. How does I that... Would advise, I would advise against uh, leaving a tampon or a toothbrush or anything. Uh, about, okay, I have a question. What about like a vibrator or a sex toy? If they <laughs> say, "Well, I got to leave this here because this is part of our part of our little thing." What bub plugs? Then consider consider it a gift. <laughs> <Okay>. Oh wow! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I 
I'll be sending that gift back. You might not get it back. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, the the trick a lot of people have tried to do in the past is I'm just going to leave my toothbrush or my tampons here. I don't want to carry this back and forth every week. Yeah. And you don't want to seem like a complete a-hole, but at the same time, you have to say, okay, that's the time that, you know, the person's staying over. You're in a relationship at this point. Yeah. Um, let's have a talk about this. Let's set some ground rules here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, are you, you know, just coming over on the weekends? What, you know, just because we're having a great time or are we going to build a future together? Yes. And more often than not, people don't even want to think about that. They're just having a grand old time with the vibrator, right? Yeah. That's what, that's <laughs> so, are we talking about toothbrushes or vibrators? Because either, yeah. you know, either way. I mean, are, isn't there yeah. toothbrushes that do a little bit of both? I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, listen, I'm just saying I might have used an electric toothbrush in Vegas. All I'm saying. It's got good reach, eh, hey, bud? Just, it's got a great reach. Now, listen. I want to segue this for one quick second, John, about, I want to talk just very briefly, very quickly about your balls. Okay, we can talk about my balls. It's it's been a few weeks. How's it going with the ball trimmer? That's what I want to know about. So I did talk about this a couple weeks ago, but I'm more than happy to bring it up again. I, uh, I got the Smooth My Balls trimmer kit. I didn't get, like, they have like a pube mat. I don't know what they call I think they call it a pube mat. It's like a towel that collects your hair if you like to stand up in front right. of the mirror and, and kind of get a good ga- uh, a good look at your stuff. And <laughs> they have uh, they have another uh, kit called the pube muncher. I don't got that either, but I got the bit they got the kit. I've got the actual like shaver itself. And yeah. I've never cut myself once with it and like I've had it real close to my balls where I was really upset and scared and you know, same thing for the taint. It was really weird. It went through. It didn't. It didn't cause any harm. And I was, like, uh, it was like a breath of relief. You know, I was like, because like. Yeah, uh, I gotta. I, I, I'm really, I'm really impressed with this because I got a guy in Vegas named Julio who takes care of that for me. He gets right outside, <laughs> right in there. Julio. Uh, but but Julio, he's a good man. He's a good man. He's clean. Maybe there's a little prostate massaging going on. Maybe there's a you know a little bit of the taint touching. I, I taint touching. But but I'm I'm interested about the about the ball shaving kit. I want to know if you're happy with it. And I I just uh, I I think this is a great I think uh, just a great thing. I mean, if Julio well, does I, it does I, it for you, I think you should continue. But if you like to if you're like a you know when you go to the gas station, you pick the ones that are self serve, and you you don't mind doing it yourself, then this might be the direction for you. You know what I mean? I'm not always in Vegas, and Julio is not always available. So if <laughs> I have to, uh, I have to. What's the discount code again? Tell me that again. It's go deep, one word, and the the blessing to this is Julio doesn't have to look you in the eyes while he's cleaning your taint. <laughs> and listen, if this if this thing allows me to to dispense the the expense of Julio, I'll be happy. I'll miss the taint touch, but I can deal with it with the uh, I can deal with this. So yeah, thanks for the update, John. No problem. You can always find a hooker that can take care of that uh, taint touch for you if, if you can't do it yourself. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no coke. Uh, <laughs> folks, oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, as you heard, go to smoothmyballs.com forward slash go deep. And at the checkout, use the one word, go deep, no capitals, no funny business, and get that uh, taint uh, cleared. You know, you're going to thank, or your partner's going to thank you, and you're going to thank us. And trust me. Nobody likes a dirty bush, as Mofo would say. And also saying that, uh, 
teespring.com or the spring store uh we have our gear on there we'll have the link on the podbeam.com um just follow the link you can look at our shirts and eventually we'll get some yoga pants we'll get the tight tight yum yums for uh mo folks i know how much he loves those as well we gotta have that mofo camel toe uh i think it's a camel tail but i mean you know whatever suits your purpose yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's right so i'm gonna take this look you know it looks like a it looks like a button a button car surrounded in a sweater. Oh wow! I was thinking more yeah. like a coat hanger, but I mean we all do it differently. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the plastic ones, not the wire ones. Just putting it out there. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, I just want to take this moment and thank Annie for your time and your expertise. I don't know what I'd do without you, and I'm going to be able to send this <laughs> over to my friend, which is probably still going to ship bricks, but he'll feel better. Oh, yeah. and he knows what he's dealing with. Yeah, tell your friend to give me a shout. Give him my information. I'll talk. Definitely. And just for friendly reminder, folks, yeah. this is only for the jurisdiction of Ontario, Canada. I can't or we can't speak necessarily for other provinces or city states and so on and so forth. So make sure you check with your, um, you know, people in your area to find out if this actually applies to you. And Alan Smithy, thank you once again for your insightful slaps towards MoFo because you drive a Jeep <laughs> and you love your Dodge it's Neon. All, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure just to just just for the record. I am not a lawyer, but I do play one on television, and no, you can't handle the truth. Oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> thank you, Annie. It was delightful talking to you. Yes, thank you both for having me. Uh, folks, uh, a wise person once told me, nobody likes a tip, so that's why we go deep. Go deep. Welcome back to GDP Go Deep, the podcast. You can find us on most forms of social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also reach out to the cast. T.O. Big Show, Lord Fawn, Motorsports Mofo, Sturzy, Big Mikey, Astra Moon, and Sassy K. Thank you for your support and remember, always go deep.